All right, guys, welcome to episode five of the Fight to Finish podcast. And this one is kind of a long one, as you can see, probably by the timestamp. This one goes almost an hour and a half. Uh, this one, we take a deep dive into Goruck. Uh, we've mentioned it a few times in the past. And this one, uh, we go into a little bit more what it is, who it is, and how it relates to us and uh, why it's very close to our relationship. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Fight to Finish podcast. I'm your host, Arwen S., and my lovely co-host wait, here... Oh, wait. hold on a second. Wait, Why wait. am I always a co-host and you're the host? Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Fight to Finish podcast. God, I feel like I'm Jim in the office. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, Michael's like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm the co-man. I mean, I'm the manager, and I'm this the, is Jim, the, the co-manager. And I'm the co-regional manager. I'm the co-regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Fight to Finish podcast. My name is Arwen S., and with me is my lovely co-host, my wife. Cece. <laughs> just Cece. I'm like Cher. Oh, God. I don't have a last name. I'm just Cece. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about... Um, we mentioned several times and briefly touched on in previous podcasts was Goruck. Um, and if you're, well, you're listening to this, it's a G O R U C K Goruck. Um, one word for UGRTs out there. Gorlick. Gorlick. (laughs) Uh, we kind of want to explain a little, and we want to expand upon it a little bit. Um, Cease, do you want to explain to our audience a little bit what Goruck is? I think we lightly went over it yeah, in the previous episode, but um, just to recap, uh, it's... Well, I'm terrible at explaining You explain it. I'm so oh, bad wow. at explaining it. Right. I just go on a long tangent. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so Goruck, uh, Goruck started off as uh, an apparel company, uh, specifically a backpack or ruck as they call it, by Jason McCarthy, who himself was a special operations Green Beret. Um, he wanted to develop a bag that could kind of uh, test the elements that he could probably use on deployment. And obviously, maybe so, someone's going to correct me if this isn't true, but this is to my understanding of what went going on in the early days. Um, and he developed the bag, the rug. It's, it's, I love the rug. I use it. I have one. I have several. I have many. CC herself. On our own accord, has many. So yep. we very much. I want much, to say we have too many, but I don't know that that's I, possible. I think we have too many. I think we have to downsize. I think too many is when you have like two of each color, and right now so we're not even at one of each color. That, so. That's a testament to their usefulness and durability, right? Yeah. If, and speaking of durability, Jason, uh, he wanted to test the durability of his products, so he invited people, and I think the first class was some of his you know military friends and some friends of friends and um he gave them rucks to try and put them through some pt and those would become to be known as the go ruck challenges or or tough as they call them tough yeah i think now they call them yeah i think now they just call them the yeah so you know there is definitely um different tiers um of these events <clears throat> anywhere from Six, four to six hours, eight to 11 hours, 12 hours to 24 plus to 72, 48 and 72 hours of uh, long and endurance events, right? They put you through PT, you learn a lot of um, 
learn a lot of team building, learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where, you know, a, a company started as a an apparel or like a utility company, not utility, that's the wrong word, but uh, like a backpack company and translated into a, a cult following of people. I mean, you see it everywhere now, I think. They had I mean, at the CrossFit in, game. They've infiltrated <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> For sure. Um, they had a ruck event at the 2019 CrossFit Games. Um, and it was designed by Jason and the team at GoRuck. So yeah. uh, that's what GoRuck is again. I mean, and they have other events. It's not just the... Yeah, and they have like skill building events, which CC and I have taken. And what? Did you mention selection? No, I did not. So... Most people, not like me, um, <laughs> you know, it's like they're just like, oh, it's Super Bowl or, you know, the oh, what, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah, baseball yeah. one? World Series. World Series. You know, it's like people, <laughs> the I, I, baseball I don't watch baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, or, you know, so they, they have like, right, like that event where there's like, oh, you know, I, I got to watch it. Like, this is like the one time of the year. It's like, this is the game. Okay, well, for me, it's selection. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's selection. Like, who's going to finish? Is anyone going to finish? Who knows? It's And so to explain what Gorak Selection is, <laughs> Gorak Selection is, is kind of like how CeCe's saying it's the World Series or the Super Bowl of of any endurance event. It's built as the toughest endurance event in the world, anywhere out there. It's attrition rate. Um, it's Well, I should say it's pass rate is pretty low. Um, I think it's at 3% now. Um, so Is it 3%? I'm going to look it up. There right used to be a lot of what they call black classes, and that means no one would pass. So this past selection um, they had this year, 2019, they had three finishers, which, which is pretty rare. So that changes that attrition rate pretty uh, a lot. But um, know that anybody that says that they have finished a Goruk selections is pretty top tier in terms of the go uh, sorry endurance and Goruk community for that that fact um so and, and anyways it, it's really a a lot of Goruk events are uh team building events mm-hmm. uh selection is very much an individual event and this is not coming from any experience at all from either of us uh this is just from what we've observed but um yeah, maybe we can get a selection finisher on here one of these days. Yeah, selection finisher or selection participant. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely know our fair share of participants, um, and we can talk about that in the future. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But what we wanted to do in this episode is talk a little bit more about uh, our own GORUCK stories and the things that we learned. And um, as you guys know, in, in the first episode, we talked about how we met at a GORUCK um, event. event. So, um, yeah. Um, where did you get your start, Cease? Oh, Inco- less than 2%. Athlete. Less than 2%. Yeah, oh. wow. Selections, yeah, it's tough. Um, so talk about where, how'd you get started into GORUCK? Did you just, did you always just, was that your first event? It was like a GORUCK event and you did Spartans or what? So I had been training at a gym. Um, I did a Spartan race and I was like, oh my gosh, I love Spartan races. It's so cool. And I had uh, befriended a guy at my gym named Sean, not to get confused with Coach Sean. Coach Sean's different. Um, <laughs> this Sean is Sean with a W. Uh, and Sean with a W? Yeah, that's how you spell it. Oh, S-A-T-A-W-N. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean with a W. Whereas opposed to Coach Sean is S-E-A-N. Yeah, yeah, got it. So I befriended a guy. 
Sean with a W. And he was like, oh, what did he say? He said something along with the like, oh, you think like a Spartan race is tough. Like you should come and do a GoWork event. So um, I was like, what? What the heck is GoWork? I've never heard of this before. And so, you know, he, he sent me a link and I was like looking at it and uh, we made a deal. I said, okay, how about this? You do a Spartan race with me and I'll do a GoWork event with you. And he's like, okay. So sure enough, uh, I signed up for a GoWork event, which by the way, Sean, if you're listening, you never did a Spartan race with me. So I held up my end of the deal. He still owes me a Spartan race. Okay. Now that we got that out there. Um, <laughs> salty much. Salty. Um, but uh, yeah, I signed up for my first GoWork event. Um, I told Sean that I wanted to sign up for the heavy because I was like, like I said, I just, I don't know. I was like, that seems like the hardest one. So if I can pass that one, then every, then I can do the other a one. Heavy, and, a, and, and for our audience, a heavy is a 24-hour event. 24-hour event. So with and, a and minimum, test. Yeah. And so how many months out was this when you signed up to when it was supposed to start? Uh, or months or weeks or days. I don't know. Because we've known our fair share of people. They're like, I don't know what it was yesterday. And I signed up and now here I am. I don't remember. I think it was like November, December. I signed up for an event in March. I want to say. I remember it had like about three months. Okay, got it. Maybe a little more than three okay. months. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. To, to train for my event. And um, yeah, so my first event was in San Jose. And shockingly, we did not get into water. I mean, you're in San Jose. You can. There's water in San Jose. Yeah, there's, there's like there's, there's piss there's, water. Guy, gosh, cheese. Oh, like you haven't. Come on, we walked through water yeah, that was yeah, filled I with know. duck poop. Yeah, I know. I know. There's, it's not the cleanest like, water for sure. No, it's not. And so, I mean, it's just surprising that we did not get. So we got wet at the end when um, it rained. So oh, so when it, it rained, rained in March. Very, okay, so. Yeah question how what was your train up like like what did you expect <laughs> did you expect anything so i like didn't know what to expect sean told me um to definitely get time um under a ruck and did you have a ruck? no okay i think i bought my ruck like a month before <laughs> oh god no break <laughs> and in time it wasn't and it was still wasn't, stiff as fuck yeah and it wasn't even um a go ruck back so i was like well i don't even know if i'm gonna like this and I don't know, those Gorak bags are pretty expensive. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So I went to REI and I bought one of the, like a hike, like a hiking backpack. And um, probably maybe got five rucks in before showing up to, yeah, I, it was bad. It was really bad. So five rucks. So basically. Maybe it could have been less. Right, yeah, you, I know. I'm you, judging. I know, you right I know, because you you don't know this about me. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Okay, keep going. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I showed up with this bag, which, by the way, did like pop open a few times throughout the, <laughs> throughout the, and I was just like, "Dang it, this is terrible. This is a terrible bag to do this with." And I eventually did like shell out for a Gorak bag, which was like so much better mm -hmm. to to do those events with. Um, but. So I highly recommend if you're going to do a go-ruck bag, get, get a go-ruck bag. <laughs> do it. Shell out it's not a requirement. It's not a requirement. It's not a requirement, but it, it definitely you'll helps. thank me. You'll yeah, thank it me. It definitely <laughs> helps quite a bit, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So that was your, well, I mean, tell me about your first experience. Well, let's talk about how you got into Gorg, and then we'll go into, like, sure. our first experience. Um, so I had heard about, I'm always, I was always, I think in previous episode we talked about military, militaria, like the gear and stuff like that. I was definitely that that guy that wore tactical stuff and thought he was cool. Again, probably because of the Milsom Junkie stuff, but I had tack pants i had the the you know the coyote gray stuff so i was very much into it and and if you don't know what a gorok bag looks like it, it's it's a black military bag it has molly on it it's it has a patch velcro patch on it um these days you could definitely spot it from a mile away and it does very much say you know not say military but it says tactical Right. So I was into it and I saw um, an article about it somewhere and I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Then I saw the Gorak event like, you know, they had like a handful of events already. And I was, they only had when I started, they only had the one challenge. They called it the challenge back then. And so, um, as you guys know, I got into like losing weight. And so I actually signed up a year out. So I signed up a year out. And I made it my goal to to get fit so that I committed to it because it was like two hundred dollars. And for the at the time, I was barely making anything. The YouTube channel was like small, and I was barely making maybe five dollars on the YouTube channel per month. So it very much was not the main source of income. But you know, I I was like, man, two hundred dollars plus. I wanted to buy the bag and everything. Like you, I did not buy the the bag until like a month out. Um, I still have a post about it. Like initially, was like my first ruck with it, and so. How I, many rucks did you get in before? Oh, I got a lot. I unlike you, I tried <laughs> trained a lot relentlessly because I was like, I don't know what the fuck to expect. Because um, you, you know, swear on here? Uh, yeah, Please. it's it's our it's our <laughs> podcast. We can do whatever we said. I'm just saying, I wasn't sure if we're making this family friendly. This no, is definitely not not this episode. Um. All right. So. All right. Good to know. Good to know. So. Um. I uh, signed up a year, and I, I and I was nowhere near the goal that I had set for myself to be like, you know, I definitely was a lot healthier than I was previously. But then I started getting healthier, and I was like, all right, everything I read said you need to get on time under a ruck, you know, get foot time, road time, and so that's what I did. I got a lot of road time with it, <clears throat> with underweight. So I had a Maxpedition bag. I still have it, by the way. Maxpedition bag, and I did the old school Gora thing and tape bricks, and I made a ritual, and I, oh, yeah. like, I put hidden messages in my bricks and stuff like that, so Aww. that I can motivate myself. And um, I stuffed it into a regular bag and did like almost six miles every day with with a bag and logged. I I think I used to if I do six miles every day, yeah, I would log quite a bit of miles every week. Um, and always would be around uh, in, in Stockton, University of Pacific, always the same route over and over again around the whole campus. A, because it was easy to track that way. And B, where else am I going to run six miles without getting potentially robbed? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and and so I didn't do it alone. I d ended up signing, uh, convincing one other person to do it with me. Um, and then he signed up another buddy of his. And uh, it was in San Jose, and um, yeah, that was wow, that was that. Our events, first events was in San Jose. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so probably cool. a different 
I think a couple of years apart, a year apart, a year and a half. Probably. Apart. Um, yeah, both San Jose, Cadre, BD, BD, Big Daddy. So um, I think he was on TV prior to this. But uh, look up Cadre, Big Daddy, or just Big Daddy, Big Big Daddy John Croft. Uh, taught me a lot about myself. But um, but in that time, in that year workup to my first Go Rec event, um, I did uh, a Spartan race. Which I think that was your first Spartan race. That was my first Spartan mm-hmm. race in Monterey. Spartan, Spartan race. What was the length of that one? It was a beast. It was a beast. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I don't go small. <laughs> Do the hardest one first. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So let's go back to you. That was that's how I got interested in Go Rug. Um, what was your first Go Rug event? Well, first of all, what was your class number? So just in case any of your class classmates were uh nine six one. Dang. Okay. And I'm dyslexic, so for the longest time I thought it was like six nine one. Damn, there's no way. Like, there's no way you would like, have done. And I was like, wait, was it six nine one? Was it nine six one? And then a few months after doing my first event, they're like class one thousand. So that's how I remember. I'm like, it was really close to class one thousand. Uh-huh. So there's no way it was like six nine one. Yeah. Yeah. So nine six one. Um. Actually, you guys can all go check it out. Look, um, it's actually on YouTube. My first event. So just go rook class nine six one San Jose. Is that I what think they should? So I. It's probably the search terms I would use. Anyways, let's talk about. But anyways, it. while I look that up, let's discuss. Um. So like I said, Sean with the W said that he was he would do the my first go rook event with me. Um. And. Just contacts. We both trained in jujitsu. Yeah, just look up Go Rick San Jose. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Um. And so I signed up. He signed up. And I think it was like a month before. No, maybe it was like two weeks before he tore his bicep. Um. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to do this event." I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me? You make me sign up for this event, and you're not even gonna do it with me?" He's like, "No, no, 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 no." Cece, I said, I, I said I would be there. I will be there. So he shadowed. So for those of you who don't know, you can you can watch, watch. the event, and you're considered a shadow, yeah. um, because that's what you should be. Shadows don't talk. They're just a shadow. shadow. You follow, but you don't participate. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he shadowed that night um and he was there all night from the beginning all the way to the end so yeah um how was your first event it was not as bad as i thought it was gonna be but like i said we also didn't get into the water um until the end i threw a cockroach on oliver (laughs) sorry oliver (laughs) um cadre paul was my cadre um shout out to cadre paul if you're listening i also did an event with him st patrick's yeah yeah it was but apparently that event was like really rough because uh i had a few grts like ask me like why did you come back after that event like that was a messed up event we did a okay i shouldn't say we because the guys did a lot of push-ups um every fire hydrant we Mm. reached yeah you'd have to get into a push-up position into like it's hard to describe but it would be your feet were on someone else's shoulder, so you ended up making a square, mm-hmm. and you all had to so it was go again, down at a the same te- time. A team, team push-ups. It yeah. was, mm-hmm. and so like these were like bombs that you had to 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they play it up. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and so in order to be able to get past the bomb, you had what? What's the word? You had to defuse. Defuse. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I was like deactivate. I, I'm totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're saying, and, and and basically it was punishment. Basically, they were just trying to smoke you. Yeah, and so or Paul was trying to smoke you guys. Yeah, um, I also started hating Priuses that night because every time you um, because saw every it. time <laughs> yeah. you saw a Prius, you had to call it out before the cadre, uh-huh, uh-huh. and if he called it out before you, everyone had to do burpees. Um, but if you called it out before him, then no burpees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your uh, and what, I bet you his thought process was like keeping your eyes moving and and um. Like calling out threats if there was a threat, like how he would relate that back to right to his to his time in the military, you know, to to relate it. And, and, and sorry to to explain, Gorok is that gap between the military and the civilian life. So you know, it gave ever it gives everybody a civilian or whatever a, a sneak, it's just a snippet of what it's like to be not in the military, but what it's like to be in that community. Right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Special operations doesn't have to be military as general, but it gives you a snippet. So a lot of the cadre take a lot of their life lessons in their fields and relate it back to the to, to civilians in some form. Mm-hmm. So this was like diffusing a bomb, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have to do push-ups every time you reach a fire hydrant. And so um, it also made us be really strategic because he let us choose. He just said, this is your endpoint. Figure out how you're going to get there. Mm. And so those people that were familiar with the area, they're just like, okay, I think there's less fire hydrants going down like this way. And so mm. now you're trying to think like, oh my gosh, like how many fire hydrants are there like on the street? Like, so <laughs> you find out there's a fuck <laughs> and you're just like, my God, why do we have so many fire hydrants? <laughs> um, and then going back to the Prius thing, um, we came up with the strategy of just call out. Any, any car that you see, just call it out. Just, if it even remotely looks like a Prius, just call it out. And so... Because you wouldn't get penalized if it was... Right. Yeah. You didn't get penalized you only, if you... You only got penalized if it was if it was a if Prius. You, if you, and didn't you didn't call it out. It. That's fair. So, so every car became a Prius. Then. Yeah. We're just like, Prius, 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 Prius. So Paul got mad. He's all like, okay, new rule. If you call it out and it's not a Prius... You have to do burpees. Okay, so you guys got and smart. And we're like, and got oh there. my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Okay, got it. So now it was like, people were like, it's the, uh, is it? And, <laughs> and like, he could call it and be like, it's a Prius. And if it was, then it's like, whatever. Uh, so like, he there's no penalty. Kind of, of course, because he's the cadre. Yeah, he's, he makes the fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like one of those things where you're just like, I want to call it out, but I don't because, oh, what if I'm wrong? <laughs> um. And for anyone that lives in San Jose, you know how many Prius. This was like when Prius like came out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of them, and I mean, at night it wasn't bad. Um, but when the sun came up, everyone, you know, like the commuters started coming out, and like everyone was like driving and stuff. And man, we saw so many Priuses. It was like it got to a point where um, Cadre Paul was like, "Okay, forget it. We're not going to do this anymore. Like, we're never going to get anywhere. You guys are just going to have to be doing burpees here, like." all day because there was just so and the worst part was when we got to the toyota dealership we had to walk past the toyota dealership and it was just lines and lines of priests oh god (laughs) we're like no (laughs) (laughs) so uh what did did you guys get punishment like did he let you keep your food first of all how much weight were you carrying and i don't think a lot we didn't i didn't explain that every person is required to carry some weight depending on your current body weight so for you, you probably only had to carry four bricks or how, yeah. how many so, pounds? Yeah, so 
I'm going to age myself here. Um, back in my day, they didn't have rug plates. That wasn't yeah, yeah, a thing yet. That's why so, I said bricks. Yeah. So just for the listeners and, and the newer, new, the newer new, GRT. The new GRT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Youngs. in order to, yeah, <laughs> these young kids, um, in order to pull, you could put any sort of weight in your back. You just needed 20 pounds. So it was equivalent to about four bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were over 150 pounds, um, then you had to do 30 pounds, which is equivalent to about six bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was below 150, so I did the 20-pound four-brick um, thing, and bricks take up a lot of space in your rug. They take up a lot of space, especially if you don't have a go-rug bag, right? And a go-rug bag yeah. is kind of built to accommodate a large volume of stuff. Um, but that's before any water and any snackies or whatever. Yeah. Um, that you have so it's added on top of that you may carry two or three liters of water plus you know a jacket plus i'm not saying a jacket these are not requirements but bare minimum you just needed the weight yeah Um, and i think um one thing that most new grts do is they bring way too much stuff that what you've observed who knows now these days we haven't done an event with like the new class of people. Yeah, I think they still bring a bunch probably, of stuff. Probably, but everybody does. I've seen my fair share of people bringing, we, just saw, we saw last selection. Some dude was like bringing, what did he bring? Like a... a, a Zip ties or something? No, no, it was like... Oh, a, nail clippers. A, nail clippers and like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, what was that? Like a, not, not a pair of shoes. Like you said, you told me and I was like, are you serious? Like, oh, um... Oh, like, God, was what like, was it? Like dry clothes? Yeah, like he brought like an extra pair of shoes, like... I think Cons they all or do. something, but it, it was just like odd to see. And I was like, just you'll see it in selection. Like people will just bring way too much stuff. And it's like, it's not a camping trip. Mm-hmm. Like you, I, I don't know. And even speaking to people, they're like, Oh, I want to do a girl event. Like, yeah, I'm going to bring like my burner, you know, so I can cook food. I'm like, what do you think this is? Like, who's told you they were going to bring a burner? I've heard it. I've heard Anyways. it. They want to bring like a little stove. Oh and I'm God. just like, what do you, you don't think? have, you have no, I, they don't have any perspective. Right. They don't. And so like, you have to remember, like in my first event, there was a guy, he was, so the same San Jose event, same San Jose yeah. event. There was a guy who um, showed up to the event wanting to show off. He was um, in the reserves, and he wanted to show off that, like, his branch is superior. Superior, and he's like, oh, let me show you, like, this is how we do it in In this branch. Um, And he showed up, kid you not, with a cement block. It was 90 pounds. All right. I think he quit like three hours in. Oh, so he quit. He quit. And when he quit, his buddy disappeared too. <laughs> you uh, have to pay for that. They- so, yeah, by the way, you can quit. Like, no one's keeping you there. Like, so for people, and um, you can quit. Um, that's why one of the requirements for the ruck is cab money. Yeah. So, no cell phones, no watches, ID, and money. And the money and ID, obviously, for so you can get home. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, obviously you can bring your phone these days and do Uber and Lyft. Yeah, I think we both started before Uber and Lyft was like a, a, th- a, a thing, thing. A thing, thing, yeah. But, you know, the, the requirement was cap money. Um, and um, Cadre or whoever's leading it usually will check. Uh, yeah. Because it is a liability when you're in the butt fuck middle of nowhere in 2 a.m. 
how are you going to get home? Because <laughs> obviously they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to drive They're you. not going to drive you. Yeah, you're kind of... I mean, they have, don't even have a car. You guys are walking everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. so it, it's anyways. one of those things where like... Yeah. So he, 90, he quit. This guy quit and then his buddy left. He quit. Well, I remember like he wanted to quit like an hour in and then... They're like, just, just, just wait. Like, dude, it's only an hour in. Like, come on. Like, you can do this. Like, don't quit now. But I knew, like, when you're trying to quit an hour in, you're not going to make it 12 hours. I may, uh, I remember, not to hijack your conversation, this reminds me of one event. I forget where it was. And if, if one of my class members was listening, uh, San Francisco, I know we were on the return ruck home. 11 almost 12 hours i knew it i i was a seasoned year you know i've done my fair share of go ruck events at that point yeah we were on our return ruck home and this guy just quit i was like dude we're ever and the cadre gave him a chance too he's like you sure you want to quit and uh and then he was the cadre was like talk to your classmates and everyone was like dude don't quit like we're going home like we're going back and then he was like no I was like, dude, we're literally, you're going to head the same direction. It's like this one lane. (laughs) We're going to the same spot right now. Don't quit. And he just quit. It just granted that that whole night, like, Cadre pointed him out as someone who needed to grow. And so he put him in a position of leadership the whole time. And he was getting tested, tested, and tested. And we were doing our part. Like, he was, he struggled, right? It wasn't easy for him. but. Yeah, it just mentally he broke down. Like physically, he made it. Already need to. Yeah, sorry, forty minutes. Um. So, anyways, finish your thought on this, and then we can pause it and we can revisit. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. So that guy, like, I think like an hour in, he he wanted to quit. Um. And two hours in, he wanted to quit. Finally, at the third hour, he's like, like we were we were we started rucking like. Welcome party was done. We started rucking and uh, we were probably not even halfway to our des- to our first destination point. And he just told the cadre, like, I-, I can't. This is too heavy. I can't do it. 90 pounds. That's a lot. A lot. Especially when the requirement is 30. Yeah. Like, dude, you're like three. <laughs> like, me, you know, I, I don't know. I just a type of bunch. So, yeah, he quit. And uh, at the beginning, they gave everyone eggs, not hard boiled oh, eggs. Course. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cadre Paul for sure. Yeah. I do remember that. Give everyone eggs, and anyone who it. had an egg had to keep it safe. If you drop your egg, you get punished. You get punished. Yeah. However, you can reduce your punishment by doing something cool with the egg. So a lot of people ate their egg. But you can't repeat what someone else did. Mm. So I put mine in my mouth. Also called Drew Paul. But anyways. <laughs> um, so when those guys left, one of them – so when that guy left – his buddy disappeared with him. Didn't tell Cadre Paul that he oh, was quitting. Oh shit! He he was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go help him. Uh, like I'm gonna make. I'm just gonna walk him to his cab. It's like okay, dude never came back. And he's like, what? Did he leave too? Yeah. So he didn't want to say I'm quitting. Ah, uh, he quit. He he quit and he just disappeared with his buddy. Quitters. Um, no but they took their quitters. egg with them, so we got punished for that. So if you're uh, listening, thanks, bro. Suck. We had to pay for that. You took the egg. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was uh. Did you did you break your egg? Uh, later in the night, so I kept it safe in my fucking mouth or holding it in my hand. Uh, 
Yeah, I kept, I remember we had to do PT and I was like, what the fuck do I, like we were going to do push-ups. I was like, I had it in my hand and I was like, he's like, get down, do push-ups. I was like, and you can't keep it on the ground. Yeah. So that's another thing. Cadre Paul, at least Cadre Paul's thing, and maybe other GRT uh, Cadres did this, but you can't put it on the ground or, you know, so some people got creative. Some people stuffed it in their pants. Women's usually had room. Um, So... I was like, he was like, get down. And I was like, I popped it in my mouth and I pushed up push-ups. And there's a picture of me because it was a Halloween ruck. Oh, no, it wasn't Halloween ruck. Which? I had, there's a picture of me with a fucking egg, egg in my, my mouth. mouth in the water in Santa Cruz Beach, busting up push-ups, trying not to crack this thing. And I kept it safe. You know whose egg I did crack, though? And like, Renee's? Yeah. You know what? How did I know? <laughs> I Sorry, know. Renee. Love you. Uh, that shit was hella funny. She was like, hold my egg. And I was like, oh, shit, it cracked. Wow. Blue Falcon. Um, um, but yeah, like that. Anyways, um, should we stop here? Wait, let me talk about my egg. Go ahead. Talk about your egg. I broke my egg. And the way I broke it, how I was many hours? So, how many? I was so mad because... We had to stop and we did PT and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? So I got really creative. I don't know how I kept that egg safe, but somehow I got, I kept it safe and he's like, all right, let's move out. And I'm like, okay. So I'm standing up as, and as I'm standing up, it falls out of my hand. Oh, so it's in your hand. Where was it the whole time? Sorry. I don't, I don't remember where I kept it. Like, so, okay. So you did, you did PT and then we did PT. We finished PT. I was like, I survived. Yay. Like my egg's not broken. Hands up in the air. And all of a sudden, no, no, no. Uh, I didn't have my hands up in the air. I was like standing up. Cause I think we were doing the last thing we did was flutter kicks. Oh, okay. Um, and so he's like, all right, like, let's let's keep going and so we i was standing up and it's as i'm standing up it falls out of my hand <laughs> and i was like no that was the worst i wanted to cry i was like my egg <laughs> yeah so i really wanted to be that person that had their egg the whole night but mm-hmm. no. it's you're designed to fail and i think that's a, a lot of the mini life lessons you get but anything what what was your biggest takeaway or two things and then we'll pause. First thing, what was a memorable, unless you already spoke on it, memorable moment of the night, good, bad, funny, of your first Skullbrook event? And what was your final thoughts? Like, any takeaways from your first event? Um, Start with the funny or, like, memorable moment. Memorable moment... know if i should say this <laughs> well it's okay cadre paul's not a cadre anymore so we're good um oh that's right <laughs> yeah he's not so <laughs> you cannot punish me um so at one point during um the god i don't remember wh- at what point this was but at, at some point throughout like the event we I think Cadre Paul stopped by Safeway. He let us stop by the Safeway to use the bathroom. And so Safeway, middle of the night. <laughs> Everybody comes, like 20, 30 people come in. I'm using your bedroom. Yep, yep. And for those of you that don't have a Safeway in your hometown, that's a grocery store. Um, yeah, it's true. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a West Coast. It, it's yeah. open 24 hours. Yeah. So stopped by the Safeway, uh, got water, filled up, you know, refilled on water. Um, whoever needed to use the bathroom, used the bathroom. And. Uh, Cadre Paul was like, I'm going to get a donut. I, I, I don't realize 
say if I had donuts at like two in the morning, but whatever. So whatever he, left over. Yeah, he yeah. bought a donut and we're walking and we're walking and we're walking. And then he's like, oh no. <laughs> and it hits him. The poop hits him. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, guys, I need to use the bathroom. I was like, where, where's their bathroom? So Did he use a buddy? <laughs> Battle buddy? No. He's like, just keep walking. I'll be back. I'm going to go find a bathroom. And so. Um, Resourcefulness of a cadre. Yeah. So he like. Dropped the he disappeared. Somewhere. I think we were gone. We were on our own for like 15 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he had he ran all the way back to say my D. To take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, okay. yeah. So. Cadre Paul taking a deuce. Yeah. And so we were like walking. And Dropping someone's bombs. Like, and someone was like, Prius. And then someone else goes, Cadre's not here. We don't have to call them out. Yeah. <laughs> and we passed by like a bunch of fire hydrants. And, and Paul's like, did you guys do push? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, GRTs for sure. Oh, that's so, I miss that. I miss like just not lying to the Cadre, but like, you know what? Like, it's like, ha, I got, away, yeah, I got away with it, you know? And it's like, and you know, that's by that time, you're like, all right, like, he can punish you as much as you want, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so then what was a good, any thoughts and takeaways that you got from your first event that you learned about yourself or learned about GORUCK in, in general? Like, either or, any, yeah, final thoughts on your first event? Um,. Final thoughts on my final thoughts, whether event. it's like something like you learned about yourself, learned about cadre, learned about Korak. Like, what can you say about your your first event? Um, well, I think it was it was good. It was. I, I don't. So. Sean with the W told me that the Gorak event was going to be harder than a Spartan race. Um. Which I I don't want to say that that's not true. I think they're just very different events, and so I think Goer challenged me in a different way. That even though I continued doing Spartan races, I also continued to do Goer events because um, it does it challenges you in a different way. Like now you're up like overnight, which most people aren't used to being up all night. Like a graveyard shift, you know, like hours kind of thing. Yeah, we'll go from eleven to eleven. Yeah, and um you know, still having to like be alert and be looking for things. And we can go more into this after we come back. But um, yeah, I just, I liked the different challenge and it it's not just physical. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a physical aspect to it, but it's not a hundred percent a physical challenge, which, which is cool. What about you? Before we get into that, we're going to take a large break here. Um, for you guys, it doesn't seem like any time, but we're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back in and we'll, we'll go on to my, my, my stories. Cool. All right. We're back from our quick break. And, extended um, break, actually. Extended break. So where did we leave off? You were going to tell me about a memorable thing from your first event and takeaways. So my first event was also San Jose. Yours, yours was Cobra uh, Class 9... 6-1. Mine was 7... Seven, oh, 765? 775. San Jose. Wow. 775. Also dyslexic. So, or, <laughs> um, so that, like I mentioned earlier, was with Cadre BD or Big Daddy uh, Marine. Um, he, Recon Marine, I want to say. Or, I never I don't had know. Big Daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
Um, wow, that was you know, like I was mentioned, like I mentioned, it was a workup. Um, it. All right, let's start this again. So I cut this out. So go ahead. Cut, 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 cut. All right. All right, so we're back from our extended break. Um, I think we left off, Cece, as you mentioned, with your final thoughts on um, your first GORUCK event, GORUCK Class 961 in San Jose. Uh Um, Which, while we were on the break, I came up with, I remembered another really funny story. No, 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 explain, explain. No, 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 explain, explain, explain. So, um, which you guys will learn very quickly, like my family and I are very close. Um, so, uh, I made the mistake of inviting my mom to come shadow my first event. Well, I invited everyone, my whole family to come shadow my first event. Um, they'd been there for my first Spartan race. My mom brought snacks. It was awesome. Um, to the Spartan race, to the Spartan race. Uh, I invited her to the go work event. Wasn't really sure how it was going to work, but my sister was there. So I was like, yeah, my sister will keep her in line. Yeah, so my mom was going to leave because she didn't want to stay there all night. So she was there for about an hour, watch, was like, oh, this is so cool. And then as we're doing, we're like in a line doing like squats with our rucks. And Cadre Paul's like standing in front of us. And my mom goes up, stands next to Cadre Paul. And is like, okay, bye, sweetie. I'm going to leave now. Oh, Good luck. Oh, God. And in front of the whole class. In front of the whole class, in front of the cadre, in front of everyone. I just wanted to dial. Like, yep, this is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, mom, bye. Please just, just go. Leave. <laughs> She's like, I love you. Good luck. Thanks. Okay, please leave. <laughs> Needless to say, I was teased the whole night about oh, that. Of course you were. Mostly by cadre Paul. Of course you were. Yeah, so that was uh, that was quite memorable. Takeaway: Don't invite your mom, <laughs> especially your mom. If she's especially gonna, my mom. She can embarrass you like that. That's oh funny. yeah, yeah. That's just that's how my mom is. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, but all right. Uh, memorable experience for you, San Jose. Yeah, my first class was um seven seven five, also San Jose, cadre B D Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Uh, I know he was a Marine. I do not know whether he was like a a recon Marine or um, Marsoc or something. And and so I'm not going to say, but I know he he is a Marine, uh, retired. uh, Well, I almost made the mistake of Google searching Big Daddy. Okay. (laughs) John Croft, Big Daddy. Um, Yeah. So as I mentioned, my my workup to that was like a year out. Maybe a month prior to my first GORUCK event, I had my first Spartan event, uh, Spartan Beast Monterey. And um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I Prior to the, the actual class, I had the opportunity to speak with other uh, GORUCK participants, GRTs, people that have finished them. And, you know, they gave me advice. And um, shout out to Phil, Phil of uh, Triple Lot Design now. Uh, I met with him, uh, talked with him, and he was like, you know, oh, there's a bunch of other people too, but they all told me when you have an opportunity to volunteer for a job, do it. And um, yeah, so right off the bat, they wanted to talk to, they wanted to sign roles, and um, they wanted a TL, a team leader, and an ATL, assistant team leader. Um, the class was large, um, and so I volunteered right away, and I was. I was ATL, so 
I was second in command of the group. And basically, uh, I don't want to give secrets away if you're thinking about doing a Gorak event, but you definitely uh, have equally as important of a job as the TL, keeping everybody in line. And, and it's really designed, especially if you're going to be uh, a... If you're going to volunteer for that position right off the bat, right when you start, it's designed to fail. So would you say if you are going to be TL, you should do it earlier on or later on? I say earlier on and because it's okay to mess up. If you're going to be TL or ATL later in the, the night or later in the event, the expectation is much higher because you should know by now or at least develop a sense of uh, teamwork by then. So if you mess up, you really mess up. You know, and, and I think in the beginning, it's you're still trying to, no one knows anybody for the most part, and you're still trying to, you know, get over the hump of like different personalities. And some people are alpha, some people are beta, um, you know, and so people are still trying to learn the roles. And um, I would advise anybody, I would still stick to that same advice someone gave me to volunteer right off the bat. It's scary, it sucks, but at least if you mess up, Everybody, the expectation is like, of course, you're going to mess up, right? Like, okay, well. And and so, like, how I messed up was, like, right off the bat, not even maybe a mile into the first thing as ATL, uh, we weren't moving fast enough. So, Cadre was like, you, 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 and you are dead. So, basically, we had casualties right off the bat. And he killed you guys? He killed a bunch of people, like half the class. Wow, you feel like you get murdered. No, somewhere. not really. <laughs> so it was it's obviously supposed to mimic, you know, the, the buddy system, battle yeah. buddy. Um, and if you get too far apart, uh, you know, it, it's, it's again, taking a lot of those military concepts and relating it to uh, civilian life and how it can work for you. And not even a mile into it, he killed like half the class. So, uh, you know, from 10... Uh, when when we mean kill people, <clears throat> that means they drop dead, and now they have to be buddy carried for who, God knows how yeah, long. They can't walk; they're dead. And, yeah, and that doesn't mean that their weight goes away too. Their ruck. That means it just needs to be shared amongst other people. So what I ended up doing as ATL, like he, Cadre was like, Big Daddy killed like the dude next to me, and I just picked him up. <laughs> I was like as ATL in the back, and the TLs in the front of the pack. You know, and I'm carrying this guy with his ruck, with his body weight, and my ruck. How much would you say this guy weighed? I want to say close to 180, plus his ruck, plus my ruck. So that was a lot of weight on my back. Plus another 60, 70 pounds. Of what? What? Yeah, so it's 180. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Between your Yeah, yeah, and and his ruck, yes, yeah, yeah. Like so another, yeah, at minimum, right? Because sixty oh, pounds. Aside from like your own weight. Yeah, my well, no, no. I mean, aside from my own weight, whatever I had, like water, whatever he had, I don't care. What was it? So I was like, I made it a block, and and BD was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, put him down. You're 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 TL." And that's when I learned. Um, you know, I learned this. You know, in the next class too after that. But uh, task, don't ask. Right? I it shouldn't be my job as, uh, you know, like I should definitely carry a backpack you know, a ruck, but I shouldn't be buddy carrying. I like, I should split the load and, you know, since, and focus on my job, my task as ATLs, keeping everybody in line, making sure no one gets injured, keeping, you know, morale up. So that happened. Um, and we did, uh, the long card. So if you're familiar with the Marine short card and the Marine long card, the first grinder right off the bat after roll call was the long card. 
So we did flutter kicks. We did, and and for people what, that don't, what, what is the long card? So long and short cards are basic workouts that you you will would do or Marines would do. Um, let's say if they're on a submarine or on a ship, it's usually designed to be like body weight or simple movements where you can get a, a workout. So they're all designed to pretty much smoke you in place without very minimal equipment. Because again, if you were on a ship or a submarine someplace with, with limited equipment and space, you want to get a workout in. Yeah. Right? So um, we did the long card <laughs> right off the bat. It was PT. We're on... Uh, you know where it was? It was right behind Santana Row. There's a park behind there. Yeah, there is here. And we got smoked in that. And then also right next to there was a f- uh, firehouse. So BD yeah. was very resourceful as finding water. He had his own hose in his backpack, by the way. Oh, he brought his he, own uh, He brought his own hose. So, yeah, we got smoked. We got wet right off the bat. And so I was like, oh, I'm in it. You know, like it was I had prepped. So ment- mentally I was prepared. There was no way I, I knew I was I, I was 100% sure I was not going to quit, right? That was the biggest thing I was sure of. I didn't know how far, though, my body could take it. And and BD's thing, his saying was, all it takes is all you got. And that's kind of like our saying for this podcast is fight to finish. You just got to put in effort, 100% effort the whole time. And so, yeah, he smoked us at every moment he got. He was the most resourceful person I have ever met. Like I said, he brought his own hose. So, and he bought his own, uh, brought his own like uh, vice grip. So, like if you go, if you take a look at this, anytime you go see like a, a an establishment like McDonald's, look at their like hose attachments or water things. You'll notice that the the twist knob to actually turn on the hose. It's not there. He brought his own. So he can turn it on and he brought his own hose so he could wet us down. So we're in the middle of, you know, McDonald's and yeah. And uh, I remember one time we were walking through the, the neighborhood and we saw logs. We saw some random Asian dude like watching us watering his lawn early in the morning. And then BD was like, hey, do you have any trash you want to get rid of? And this guy's like, I got a couch. I got a log. And so he gave us basically stuff to carry and it was like he was very resourceful we had a, at one point we had a couch a tire uh two by four <laughs> and we're rucking around with this and you know i learned a lot about like teamwork and myself and learned a lot about uh giving a hundred percent effort and i remember like maybe hour 10 a.m already and we're just making that long walk back home or back to the start point and he's like let's plank for like a a minute and a minute turned to five and then a minute turned to 10 when we're just holding that plank position and punishment was is like one person has to keep going and you know it ended up being like half the class just kept staying in a plank position um and uh it was the most amazing feeling at the end of that when you earn that patch that was very rewarding for me because i had worked relentlessly for a whole year for it and I feel like one of the greatest feelings in the world was that first patch. I always remember that first patch, that first smoker, that first class. Um and the second class too, but you know, we'll go into that later, hopefully. But um yeah, I mean the most memorable moment was probably probably just that Asian guy. That old Asian guy just like watching us watering his lawn and then he's seeing 20, 30 people walk down the street 
He's like, oh. Poopy-faced, half-wet, half-dry, and this big, big, buff-looking dude telling us to, that we're, you know, trying to break us down. And then all of a sudden, hey, we'll take your trash, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's – I was like, what, so what the hell? We got a couch. We got tires. We're like, man, we're just moving, relocating this man's trash. Yeah. I don't know what we ended up doing with it. For, well, I think we might have ditched it somewhere at some point. But, um, yeah, uh, I still think about that stuff because constantly we pass by that stuff. Now, as we drive around town, it's like, oh, shit, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember we did this. Yeah, that's the McDonald's that where you fucking just hose us down. And, you know, um, and and that's where I developed. And then that's where I developed just smile because, you know, at at that point, you're just you kind of if you can't. If you can't change your situation, change your attitude. And, you know, there's a couple pictures of me from that event where it's like, meh, whatever, I'm wet. I'm just going to smile. And I've, through all the events after that point, and, and I've voiced this to so many other people that, you know, there was their first go work event. It's like, just smile. Can't change the situation, change your attitude. And that's carried so much in my life. Moving forward. By the way, if anyone um, wants to see Arlen with a poopy face, not smiling, uh, look for uh, the San Francisco heavy zero, video zero on, uh, on YouTube. There is, uh, yeah. And he has quite the poopy face. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That was uh, Cadre Jeff. Uh, thanks for the knee problems. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Reeves. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to round out this conversation, like that, I think that was the biggest takeaway. The biggest thing I learned was like, all it takes is all you got and can't, if you can't change the situation, change your attitude. And I've carried that through a lot of my life, a lot of aspects of my life. And, and I think Goruk completely for like, yeah, it always could be worse. Like when work's kind of fucking me up and I'm kind of like just not into it and like I'm pissed off or um, I either change, try to change my attitude about it. Or it's like, eh, it could always be worse. At least I'm not getting hosed down or in the water or I got sand between my butt cheeks and then just chafing the whole fucking time. It could always be worse. It could always be worse. You know? Which I think, I didn't learn this in my first event. I learned this later on. And I think I really felt it during uh, that heavy that we did together. But um, <laughs> uh, about how, again, fighting to, to finish. So I was... You remember during that heavy, I, my feet were not doing great. So, so we had to do a, how many miles was it? I think it was more than 12 miles, I'm pretty sure. I'm saying it was 14. Sean with a W says it was less than 10. I don't believe him. I don't believe him either. It felt it felt forever. Like, literally, it felt like forever. It did. That was a long, so, long hike. Pause before you go into that. A Girl Rock Heavy is a 24-hour team event. Um, and sometimes the requirements are really just goes up to the cadre of what it entails during this, you know, generation of cadre, we had PT standards and part of the PT, PT standards had a two, you know, had push ups, sit ups, and then rucked timed run. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it was supposed to be 12 miles, but we were all the way on the other this- side of Mer- San Francisco on the Marin side, deep deep into the hills over there but go ahead you were saying um so i remember i was like we had no food we i hadn't eaten yeah we had no and food. we no um, water no food yeah. 
uh, they had taken away all our food, and then they told <laughs> my team to set up a perimeter, and then everyone was going to grab for some security, food yeah, for security because you know. Um, and then uh, once everyone grabbed food, someone was going to replace us, and we were going to go get food. Well, we set up the perimeter, and everyone took all the food. So like, I was pissed. I was super pissed because I hadn't eaten. I was just as hungry as everyone else. Um, so I, I was pretty pissed that, uh, you know, like none of us, my team didn't get food. And, Sorry, um, Daytona. And Armin stole Daytona's. Chili that's Mac. That's, that's messed up. It had his name on it. But anyways. I was hungry. <laughs> but anyways, so... Um, <coughs> that like i i was hurting and like i i just wasn't having it i was done um and i remember like we started the rock and i was like okay like this has to be the end of it because we're going back to the start point <coughs> well they didn't even say it like that we were like about to walk and then we're all standing there for like the longest time remember like out near a road and then one of the conjurers like what do we always have during a heavy and pt standards he's like what specifically and I was like, oh, no, we got a ruck back. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. I just remember, I was like, okay, like, we're going to go back. <clears throat> I mean, I knew we had to ruck back because we rucked all the way to where we were. Yeah. And they never, ever get a vehicle to drive you back. So yeah, yeah. I knew, like, once, yeah, we, yeah. once we were headed in the direction of our start point, I was like, okay, so, like, we're heading back. There's not that much left. Um, but we started uh, rucking and we had to, like, go up hills and stuff and they gave us a time like, time limit time hack yeah but i mean we didn't make that time hack i think we did no, i think I we got think we did i think we got close we no, got seriously. close but i don't think we i don't think we made that time hack but anyways they start off really aggressive and my feet Super. were like killing me like people were struggling to keep up and, and like there was like a little bit of argument between the team but basically <laughs> um i was in the back and i remember uh cadre mickey was back there and he kept saying, like, you got to keep up, you got to keep up. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm done. Like, I'm done. I was like, this isn't fun. Everyone ate. I didn't get to eat. Um, I was like, I'm hurting. They're all going super fast. I'm like, and I'm short. Like, I can't take as big of strides as they can. So um, they're walking, and I'm basically jogging behind them. So, so every two steps I would take, for example, it would be four steps for you. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I am putting out, like, so much, and I'm done. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, And then I was like, I'm going to hate myself if I quit. Because I was like, it's already daytime. We're heading back to the start point. I was like, we're going to be done soon. Like, we have to be done soon. Like, we have to be done soon. And I convinced myself not to quit because I was like, well, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're in the middle of these hills. If I'm going to quit right now, I'm still going to have to walk all the way back to, like, a road yeah. where I can get a, a cab. And I was like, but then, like, once we hit the road, then all we got to do is go over the bridge and then we're back. Like, mm -hmm. we're done. Um, so I was just like, all right, just take it one step at a time. Just one step at a time. Like, don't focus on anything else. Just focus on, like, taking it one step at a time. We're like, okay, cool. And that's all I did. I just focused on my steps and just like keeping the pace that I had to keep. And, um, I didn't worry about how much further we had to go. Cause like every time I thought about it, I was like, I, I don't want to do this. So it was about just being like, okay, just take it one step at a time. And I think that translates very well into, 
um, when you hit struggles in life where you're mm-hmm. just like, you know, it just seems overwhelming. And you're like, I'm never going to get there. I'm just never, ever going to get there and saying like, okay, hold on. We're looking at like the end goal here. Let's just take it one step at a time. Like, what do I need to do to get there? Okay. Let's just do one thing. Cool. Got that. Awesome. What's next? So did it help you to just focus on instead of, yeah, obviously the end goal would be to finish, but at the time when you were all poopy faced or poopy thought, right? Like, did it help to just focus on the immediate task at hand, like one foot in front of the other? Yeah. Just focusing on what I had to deal with right now. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not even going to think about like what I have ahead of me. I'm just going to focus on the right here right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I just need to get through this right now. Yeah. I think that's a big life lesson in general. It's like a lot of people, uh, have a tendency us included to like, to compare future events that haven't happened yet to like, you know, uh, not compare, but like, you know, just think about future events that haven't happened yet and be like, oh, crap, you know, this, this and this and come up with a million different stories of million different ways when really you should just be like hyper focusing on the immediate task at hand. Don't yeah. worry about what's in the future. Worry about what's immediately in front of you and address it. Right. Like and, and I think that comes from the the cadre's military experience like dude i can't worry about future stuff when someone's hurting or dying or needs help i gotta focus on the immediate task at hand yeah i just need to i need to fix this problem right here right now right in front of me yeah yeah and then when we get to the later stuff we get to the later stuff Mm -hmm. but by the way you know who was in the front of the pack keeping pace yeah sean the w hate you sean he was i was in the front too and he was hella in front of us yeah i know he was (laughs) yeah he set a really aggressive pace and and thanks sean he was like oh they just got to learn how to keep up i'm like okay bro okay first of all (laughs) let's chop your legs in half now try to keep that aggressive pace And, and i want you to think i didn't struggle either like it was tough that was that was a grueling ass pace we were we were rucking pretty fast at the end of a long, yeah. long endurance like event. It was like twenty, twenty three hours in, and I'm yeah. just like, Pff. I, I had to shout out to Matt Andrus. Um, what's his Sequoia CrossFit? This is his gym now that he has. Uh, shout out to him. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> um, he really helped me at that dark moment where I was. My body was just shutting down like completely and like i literally hooked my fingers into his molly and i was like you move and if my hands were not on his ruck like he pushed me you know and a lot of other other people saw that look on my face a guy throughout his go ruck tenure uh go ruck you know participant tenure was like breaking down and i was dying completely just because you know i was just like oh man and we're, we were we were supposed to do four three other events after that yeah. immediately like a couple hour, hours after that i did not we didn't we I didn't was, we didn't my feet were pretty messed up well tell the audience so, what happened oh go ahead so okay so we make it back to the star point they patch us i was like great i don't care i just want to i just want to go sleep <laughs> um so we're trying to walk up the stairs i nearly fall down the stairs that is how messed up oh yeah the cadre caught me Mm. and i was like oh my god i was like i messed up i can't even go upstairs to get back to the car so i was pretty messed up um i actually ended up going on medical leave from work because like i couldn't walk you had micro fractures 
Yeah, um, my feet were pretty messed up uh, from that event. And I was working at Starbucks at the time, so all you do is you're just on your feet all the mm. time. And so there was no way for them to accommodate me, so I, I had to go on a medical leave. Um, so that was, I can definitely say, I definitely, like, gave it everything I had. because. Mm. Would you have feet, changed anything, the experience-wise? Um, I mean... I would have not held a perimeter so i could have eaten some food thanks guys <laughs> um maybe done longer rucks because i had rucked but I, I don't think i ever tried doing like a 12 miler especially not at like the pace that sean was going at <laughs> yeah um so it's pretty aggressive yeah it was pretty aggressive um so maybe like done that more but honestly i think uh there was a lot of things that I could have done differently, but I think overall it was just a really good experience. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll let that, I'll let you tell them the story of uh, how we ended that event when, you know, the cake that we carried. Oh, so it was during... Um, it was Veterans Day weekend. Which is also the Marine Corps birthday. On November 10th is so, Marine Corps birthday. November 11th is Veterans Day. For so from the start, whether it was a cadre or somebody, somebody brought a cake and said, Happy birthday, Marine Corps. Great. At, this is at the start of a 24-hour event. So instead of us, like, of course, that was stupid, whoever brought it. And I'm pretty sure it was... I think it was the cadre. I think it was the cadre, too. Uh, brought the cake because we had, what, Flash, Mickey. We had a bunch of Marine... Flash, Mickey, Sean, cadre Sean. Cadre Sean, yeah. Um, and there was one more... The one that's doing the biking thing now. Cadre no, Dan. No, it wasn't. It cadre was Dan? Dan? I don't think Dan was there. So anyways, we had two uh, Marines with us, obviously, on this special weekend. It was supposed to be, um, for you new GRTs, it was the last time this would be called HTALS. So four events, back to back to back. Um, but now it's like HCLS. No, no, it's HCLS. Challenge. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. HCLS. Yeah. Because now it's it, all it used HTLS. to be called the Gorak Challenge. Yeah. But and now, now it's, it's the top. Yeah. So now this is that. That was the last official event that was a HCLS. So for, back to back to back. Um, yeah. And so, anyways, a special occasion on a special weekend, uh, celebrating. Uh, you know, also celebrating Marine Corps. And so the cadre brought a cake, small round cake you can get from Safeway or your grocery store that said "Happy Birthday, Marine Corps." Yeah. So instead of having the cake at the beginning of it. Uh, we held, we basically, one of our tasks was to secure and keep hold of this cake. So this cake was basically carried by some person or one person of this group, for, of our class throughout the whole 24-hour event. I never, did you ever carry it? I know people were carrying, but I never carried it. The cake? Yeah. Yeah, I carried it. I never carried it. But... <laughs> I just I I'm gonna carry the I'm gonna carry the heavy stuff you know I'm not gonna carry the the dude I tried carrying heavy stuff people kept getting no one wanted to carry the cake and I was like ah. <laughs> like someone has to carry so, this cake like CC mentioned we never ate they took our food from the beginning of it so we unpacked our rucks they did a ruck check they did admin check they took all our food and they stuffed it to into a sandbag and then we had to carry our food so now basically our own food was our weight. And like she mentioned, near the end, we actually got our food and provisions back. <clears throat> but we did not eat the cake during that 
So even during this 14 mile or whatever long ruck march time to ruck march back, we were carrying this cake through the hills of Marin at an aggressive pace. And I was dying, like literally just dead. And I was like, consume whatever calories I need to consume or whatever. And <clears throat> so at the end of it, I think we, I don't even think the contrary, they had us be in a circle, they patched us, and then. Um, Cadre Dan. I don't see Dan in there. I see Flash, I see Mickey, and I see Sean, but I swear there was a fourth Cadre. Yeah, there's this, uh, the Cadre on the right, far right. That's a Cadre. Who is that? I forget. Some GRT, we can ask. But anyways. Cece's right now looking at a picture. She's trying to figure it out. So, so for those, who, yeah, it's gonna book her now. So anyway, so back to my story. Um, so they had us in all in circle. They patched us, or before, right before they patched us, we sang uh, "Happy Birthday to the Marine Corps," I think. And then yeah. they're like, "The last task you guys have to do is to eat this cake." And the look of like sheer joy in my face, like I wish it could be captured. I was like, oh, I'm going to eat the shit out of this motherfucking cake. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm, 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 mm. It's a chocolate cake. I haven't had any fucking food for the most part. Um, and so they, they said, you got to finish this cake fast and then, you know, you guys will get pat patched. I was like, I got you, son. The fat boy's eating me is going to come out. So literally... On the uh, when they said go, I've never ran so fast in my life for fucking cake. I ran, I literally karate chopped this motherfucking cake in half, yep. and then I scooped the half and I put it in my mouth. I literally like took one. I took one for the team. I was like, Pah! I fucking like shoveled it into my mouth, and then here comes Cece who's lagging behind me because I made it yeah, so fast. Yeah, I'm I'm injured. <laughs> I, I can't walk. And then she goes, "What about me?" And I was like, "Oh." So half of the cake in my mouth, I kind of took it out of my mouth. I was kind of like, Bleh. and then I fed it to her. She did not know. She ate it. And then I basically baby bird fed you. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't care. But that's when I kind of. I care because someone got to eat <laughs> during the event and I did not. So. <laughs> but, you know, I, that's when I knew you were a keeper for life. Because we only had been dating two, three months. Two, three months. At that point? Yeah, you so were... it was in November. We had met in June. We were official September. Oh, we started officially becoming a couple. Yeah. So I locked that shit down. And so, yeah, uh, I kind of was like, okay, she's down. She's she's definitely uh, someone I want to keep around for a little bit. You know? So that was Go Ruck Heavy 096. Oh. What? Mm-hmm. Zero nine six. Um, so nine sixes run in mm -hmm. my GRT class. What was your favorite go uh class? It doesn't have to be that one. I know we mentioned the heavy. I know we mentioned your first event. What was your favorite class and why? Um, there's two. Okay, you can tell both. There was. I don't ask me the class numbers because I do not remember. But uh, the Google go event <laughs> custom event. Oh. That one. Uh, I like that one. So 
I, I did not work for Google, but I had a friend that did. And uh, it was supposed to be only Google employees, but he, he got me um, an entry into the event. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was mostly just for Google employees because um, people were going to have access to the buildings. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's, it's not like we were going through the buildings, but... Um, we were going to be on Google property, and I think just for like liability, we yeah, yeah, it makes didn't sense. Want... Non Google employees, yeah, yeah. So I snuck in there, um, and I remember I thought I thought they were going to send me home because I showed up and I didn't have reflective here. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty dark it in that dark. area. Yeah. Um, I had gotten reflective tape, and I was like, I'm going to try this. I wonder if this is better than like the the straps. Um, because I think I lost my reflective straps and it was like last second. And so I was trying to find like the ones that the bikers put on their yeah their ankles. But um, I went to REI. They were sold out. I went to Sports Basement. They were sold out. I was like, what the heck? Why is everyone? But it was probably all the Googlers like taking them, buying it for, mm -hmm. for this event. And so um, I ended up buying reflective tape and they're like, yeah, that's good enough. Um, and I was like, God. and like it fell off within like the first 30 minutes. Of course it didn't. Um, but that wait was Doug. Mm-hmm. Doug and Flesh. No, no, no. For the heavy. Was Doug there? No. I don't think it was Doug. Brett? Brett. Brett! Was Brett the, the fourth cadre? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Seal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, um... Uh... Da, 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 Go Google. Reflect oh, yeah. So... <laughs> that it just started off kind of messed up um but if you've never met a group of googlers they know how to work as a team they really do and that was the thing where we uh like we all started like taking on tasks and i remember um you guys had some quick quitters though at the beginning yeah like almost immediately i was like you guys are just doing squats Air squats. Yeah, there was one guy who, um, <laughs> it's funny, uh, I still see him every once in a while, but he, I think he quit, uh, during the warm-up. We yeah. hadn't even started the that's welcome right, that's party. That's what you're saying, in the beginning. Yeah, like, it, was it was just, just like, they're just trying to warm us up, and, yeah. um. I do remember that, and I was like, I was looking, I was like, what? He was like, it's too hard, it's too hard, and I was like, what? Right, All right, like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. But whatever, um. Yeah, we did have a few people quit, like, right, right at the beginning. Um, but it was cool seeing, like, everyone work quit. together as a team. a team. We would take on tasks. And I remember there was, like, one of the tasks that we had, there was, like, this huge, like, I think it was, like, a knocked-over utility pole, like, pole that yeah. was no longer in use, and they just kind of left it there. And it was heavy. It was, like, metal. <laughs> steel whatever it's made out of and it was heavy and we're all like looking at the cadre like they said you guys have to pick it up we're not moving on until you pick up that that pole you guys have to pick it up or like dude this thing's too heavy like you can't like people are getting angry you like we literally it's impossible and we're, they're like well we're not moving until you guys pick that pole up we're like all right let's figure it out and so everyone worked together and we picked up that pole and the cadre were like fuck Apparently, afterwards, I found out we were blasting through all of their tasks so quickly. Because oh, shit. We worked so well as a team together. When we got to that utility pole, that was like, okay, make them do this. Like, they didn't think it was possible. And they were trying to burn time because we had already gone through everything, <laughs> everything they had planned. Yeah, yeah. 
And so it was like one of those things where they're like, oh my God, we've never had like a class, class that like works that. so yeah, well yeah, together. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a testament to like the, the Google culture. Um, so I think they really saw that come out and um, they, yeah, they didn't know what to do with us. And so when we picked it up, they're like, they're unstoppable. So um, <laughs> I guess you could say we took their souls. The country souls, huh? Yeah, we oh, took nice. the country souls. And so um, that one was fun. That was cool. Like, we did some stuff that I really didn't think was possible. Went to some areas that were dangerous, probably shouldn't have been in. Uh, we went into the water, which I guess there's snakes in there. They the stream? Could, the yeah, river. yeah. Yeah, There's like a river stream thing. Mm-hmm. I guess there's snakes in there. You could have gotten bitten. Um, I got, so I'm short, so I was in there pretty deep and I was like, Audrey, when can we get on the water? And he of said, of course, why did you ask that? Now you're just going to stay in there longer. Oh, cause I told him, I was like, this is dangerous and we're getting pretty deep in here. And he's like, um, when it goes past, uh, <laughs> past your chest. And I was like, uh, okay, Cadre, it's past my chest. It's like my head's just underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get out now? No, it's not past everyone's chest. I'm like, I'm gonna drown. Someone get on their knees, you assholes. <laughs> so, um, there was like a little cartoon that I made afterwards. It's like me with just my head above water. It's like, Cadre, Flash, can I get out now? It's above my chest. <laughs> um, or maybe he said it's, oh, I think he said it's past your hips. Something goes past your hips. Yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, struggles with being short. You gotta go a lot deeper than everyone else. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Uh, so that one was fun. That one was cool. Uh, I was also, I think I made myself a target because I wore bright blue, a bright blue jacket. So it's like, oh, look, there she is. <laughs> it was very easy to spot me where everyone else was wearing, like, black. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was fun. And I think the other one that I really liked was uh, with Cadre Brett. We it was in San Francisco, oh, and I was the one. only girl. I was the only girl that uh, signed up for that event, and uh, we did a lot of rocking chairs, and that was horrible. That was horrible. So, explain to people that don't know what a rocking chair is. Explain the so, concept, and then explain how GoRuck does it. So a rocking chair is basically, imagine sitting with your legs straight out in front of you, and then you roll onto your back, and your legs come up and have to touch the ground behind you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like above your head, or as close so as like you can, a, depending on flexibility. So sort of like a turtle, if and then like a, like a bug that's sitting on its back. Yeah, it's laying on its back. But you're also trying to touch, your toes are trying to touch above your head. Yeah. So you're curled up. Yeah, so okay. just try to imagine that. Yeah. Um, so the way that GoRuck does it, you have your back to the ocean. And when you roll onto your back and trying to touch your toes to the sand behind you, um, they usually tell you to roll back when the wave is coming in. And so uh, as you're rolling back, the water is like... Hitting you in the face, pushing you the, the other way direction too. Yeah, it's just, it's horrible. It's just the worst. Um <laughs> And so, uh, Brett being a seal, loved the water, had us in the water for two hours at first. And one thing you gotta know about, I hate the water. I absolutely hate the water. I hate being cold. Um, but I don't know. 
like I think I expected to be so terrible in my mind that when I showed up I was like well that wasn't so bad and I was like I'm only there for like 45 minutes like no you were there for two hours and I was like oh that wasn't so bad like I think I made it worse in my mind than it actually was and then when the sun came up we got back into the water and then at so the this very was end, that was during the night during the night mm -hmm. yeah um and then at the very end we got back into the water and then um as a thank you to Conrad Brett Oliver thanks Oliver he uh, was like, guys, let's do 10 rocking chairs, good ones for Conrad Brett. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> I was like, I earned my patch. Can we just be done with these already? So we did 10 more for uh, Brett. For Brett, But it was cool. It was a different experience being the only girl. Um, I was used to carrying weight, but I was the lightest thing there. So when people died, I was the first one to be pronounced dead. Oh, so you were a casualty mother. I was a casualty. Mm -hmm. And so I was being carried and they're just like, it's better to be carried. I was like, no, it's not because you're not moving. You're just laying there. And so like you're shivering and you're cold and there's no way to warm up because, uh, because you're, you're not moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone else is carrying weight. Everyone else is moving and you're not. And so um, yeah, it sucks carrying weight, but at least you can stay warm. Yeah, you can stay warm. And also when someone's carrying you on their shoulders, like when you get cold, like you know, if you're walking and you're cold, you just pee your pants. Yes, GRTs do. If you don't pee your pants, then you're lying about it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with being cold, wet, sandy, and yeah. fucking just, you have no shame. Yeah. Like you, and so. You, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, and so it's like, you know, sometimes like you'll be walking and you're just like, oh, I need to pee. And you just pee. Because it's like. You're, you're already all, wet. You're already wet. There's like sand you're everywhere. You're cold. You might as well get warm. Exactly. And yeah. so, um, but when someone's carrying you, you can't pee because now you're going to pee on their face. Like, oh, oh their God. So it's like, it's this thing where you're just like, great, I'm cold. I can't even like pee to like make myself warm. And so it, it's just one of those things where. Um, and that was my birthday, Rook. I, I remember this because I was doing a different go work event. In, in SoCal. SoCal. Yeah, in SoCal. At that same time. And I remember you're like, because I already had committed to my Gorok event. And then you're like, oh, I signed up for this. And I was like, oh, that's my birthday. And then, uh, yeah, you just had a great experience after that. Yeah, I, I had fun. Oliver was my battle buddy for most of it because he was all muscle, no fat. <laughs> so him and I were like, let's stay together. We're so cold. We um, look nothing alike, but everybody used to call me Oliver. I don't know why. Because you're both brown. We're both brown, but he's significant. Even when at my lightest, even at my fit, no, at my I know. Lightest, I can tell you guys apart. I'm just yeah, saying. we were both bald, and I was like, "Oh, aren't you, Oliver?" It's like, "Thanks, I'm not that buff, but all right, I'll, <laughs> take, thanks, it. I'll take it. I'll, take, I'll it. take it." So shout out to Oliver, the real Oliver. <laughs> uh, miss you, man. If you ever listen to this, um, uh, we should link up sometime. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, yeah, but um. That was yeah. Oliver's the one that convinced me to sign up for. I was like, come on, we should do it together. We'll be cold together. And I was like, all right, like as long as I have someone to like suffer with, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's cool. Um, yeah, but I I really like that class. That was that was fun. I remember at like one point, uh, Cadre was like, okay, like there's bathrooms here. Go ahead, uh, go like use the bathroom, whatever you have to do. And we're like, okay. And I look around, uh, and that's when I realized I didn't notice it until like that very moment. I was the only girl. Oh, because you had nobody to go. No, usually you go with a girl. Yeah, you need to have a battle buddy. You yeah, can't yeah. You leave can't, the group You can't by go yourself. by yourself, yeah. And so I turn around and I go, uh, Cadre, I have a problem. And he's like, what's the problem? I'm like, I need to use the bathroom. He's like, all right, go take someone. I was like, there's no girls. I don't think they're going to let a guy into the women's restroom. And he's like, uh. 
okay, don't take a battle buddy. Just, just this one time. Because <laughs> it's true. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was funny. I didn't even notice it until that very moment. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, so, yeah. So those are two I'm just, events. like, reliving it in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just imagining it? I remember yeah. that after that because I was still doing – I wrapped up my event and then you finished and you texted me. And then you were just like telling me about it. I remember, I just think I was really proud of you at that moment. It's like, man, you did it. You did it with a class of guys with a Navy SEAL. And I know you hate hate the water. It's just grueling water. for you, especially that San Francisco Bay water. It's oh. just at night. It's just fucking it's cold. It's cold as fuck. And it's just, it, the, the tide is just relentless. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. What was your favorite uh, event? I, I know which one his favorite was. What? Nortel 001, because that's where he met oh, me. Oh, God. <laughs> I had, a, like, a lot of – I can't pick one, and, and, and I, can, I have a lot of just moments because I've, I've done <clears throat> quite a bit, right? Like, But um, I really towards the, – the, the, the heavies were great. The challenges, like, you know, I, I had tidbits. I can't say which one was my favorite, like, one – Seven seven five was Santa Cruz. That was that was just huge. They split the class into two groups. It's Cadre Mickey's first event as a cadre, and Aww. it was Cadre Carlos's Cadre Carlos. I don't even. These are like OG Cadre. Uh, was one of the first Cadre. I think he was also a Marine. Don't quote me on that. But <clears throat> that was such a huge class because lo and behold, it was like all of. Jason Kalipo was in that class. He was in my group. Oh, that's right. And most of NorCal CrossFit at the time decided to participate. So a lot of NorCal CrossFit folks did the event. And I was with, I didn't know who this guy was only until later after the class that I found out he had just won the CrossFit Games. <laughs> I don't think it was that year, but maybe the year he won 2013. No, it was that year. It was either that year or the year after. Um, he won the CrossFit Games. Uh, tell us uh, what Jason did during uh, during the event. So, so seven seven five. We were um, we were all up and down. It was Santa Cruz. So we were the two groups were separated, and we were going to meet in the middle. But <clears throat> we were near some railroad tracks, and I don't remember where where it was. But Carter found fucking wood. Carter Carlos found wood, and. It, this wood was like a stump. So not enough for, well, what was perceived not enough for one person to carry, uh, for two people to carry. But, you know, uh, it was like short stub. So basically it was super huge. Fucking, it's a stub. Like a big ass piece of wood that was round and like not long enough for two people to carry. But like really, really weird for one person to carry. So you get what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. like... Not long enough, but not short enough. But anyways, uh, two people at the time were like carrying this thing. Like it was odd, oddly carried. So they would either take turns or use their rugs and be creative. Think about GRTs. Uh, when Cadre says pick something up and it's heavy and it's weird, uh, you just got to do it and figure it out on the fly. Yeah. Either you, you, you compensate, you take turns, whatever. There's different ways and methods. So this thing was like being shared between two people were alternating back and forth, back and forth, or carrying at the same time. And then finally, Kalipa, someone had rope. I don't know where that shit came from. 
he divi- he wrapped it around this thing, and then he, it, there's a picture of him carrying this humongous stub with his ruck just by himself, and everybody like around him, like seemingly trying to look like he's they're helping, but he's carrying most of that fucking weight. Like they're like holding it up with a finger, and they're like he's carrying. They're like it. touching it. Yeah, like I'm like, helping. Oh, I'm just gonna make Yay, sure it doesn't I'm fall helping. Off. <laughs> yeah, no, like he carried that whole motherfucking thing for like a long ass time too. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, oh fuck, that was pretty amazing, right? And I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Mm-hmm. And um. So, like I said, the class met at – I don't remember which beach it was in, in Santa Cruz, but we all met at a beach. And I was like, oh, shit. So, they split us up, the two classes, and they put us line by line or uh, two by two. Yeah, two by two or something. And the pairs were supposed to compete. So, the pair that was in Carlos's class and the, another pair that were – was in um, Mickey's class. We would race. And I guess it was supposed to be like Crossroad inspired. I did not know that at the time. I just thought it was another game. And I was I was taxed. And I was like, man, these guys are fast. And I was like, why are these guys, these people? And then half the class is fucking Crossfitters. I'm like, God damn it. Um, so anyways, that was, that was a, a lot of people's, that was a memorable class because a lot of people came out for that class. Um, you know, a lot of people from SoCal, a lot of NorCal CrossFit, um, a lot of friendships were kind of born that day. Um, I met Daytona, I met fucking Pete there, Oliver there, uh, just so many people that, um, that I was in that class with that, that, that became throughout my go rep, uh, participant tenure was like a lot of relationships were formed, formed in that class. And it was great. Like I, I fucking wouldn't have changed it for the world. It like, I knew it was going to be a tough class, babe. Like when we showed up to the start point and I was barely wearing anything, I had like a light jacket, some pants, Dio and, and my brother, um, for the audience dropped us, dropped me off. He was like, you sure you're going to be fine? Like it was straight cold and cloudy. I was like, I'm already here. There's no turning back. I was like, I can't quit. We haven't even started. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a long fucking night. And it was like, I remember we were getting beat down on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just now we're taking stories like they fucking just we were on the beach, rucks off in and out of the water. We were getting punished. We weren't like we learned penguin huddles to keep warm. And meanwhile, Cadre Mickey was going through our backpacks and throwing our shit across everywhere in the fucking sand in the middle of the night. Turns out one girl's keys were lost. Cadre Mickey felt so bad. <laughs> so at the end of the fucking class, she's like, I can't. Oh, after, at the end of that evolution, he was like, all right, pick up your shit. She was like, I can't find my Pelican box. My keys are in it. So through the whole event, she's like, I fucking locked out of my car. She's like, how am I going to get home? Like, she, That's all she fucking thought about. Mickey was like, fucking like oh fuck i i fucked up you know it's like it's my first event i lost someone's keys he he was throwing shit everywhere babe like it was like like i i, I did she ever find her keys yeah she ended up finding her keys in the morning and then she, someone took her to the beach and she combed the beach for it and she found it yeah oh my god yeah yeah it was funny hilarious. it was funny like like mickey had to move on but he's like man i fucking feel, feel bad <laughs> shit like he was fucking like it was funny and kudos to that girl i would have just been like i can't find my pelican box my shit's lost she still did the whole event like kudos to her and she still well, had i faith. mean what's she gonna do go home she can't <laughs> <laughs> she was forced to <laughs> but it was funny like yeah she so kudos to her but uh, yeah, we were in and out of water, and I remember in our group, we only had one girl. 
Um, I think there's pictures of where we're all guys in our Carlos group. And we, he he found any small piece of thing to get mad at and he would punish her. So we, we'd be doing – someone wouldn't be doing squats correctly. And he was like, Kim, get in and out of the water. So she would have to go in the water and come out. And then he was like, you see this? I'm going to punish her. He like, our fuck-ups <laughs> were punished on her. But lo and behold, his thought – she was the coldest. So by giving her PT, he was warming her up. Right. But he was punishing us uh, – like at the time, Making you feel like, feel like shit for, you know, and him tightening us up. I was like, that's very smart. Like she was the coldest. So he would punish her and he's like bear crawl around the group. She was bear crawling around the group for like, I don't know. God knows how long, like 10, 15 minutes. He was warming her up. I was like, oh God, that's fucking yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. But I felt like shit. I was like, man, who's not doing squats correctly? I'm fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> like get past parallel, bitch. Like we're all cold. Right. So he was warming us up by punishing us, but warming her up the most because you're doing the most yeah, PT. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're avoiding that hypothermia. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it was really favorite. cold that night, too. So there's a lot of pictures of that night, too. But anyways, that like tidbits of that. Like, you know, first two classes, the heavy uh, Jedberg I liked, even as a shadow. Uh, they don't have those anymore. So ha! So to you new school GRTs. Ha <laughs> ha! Never going to uh, get that patch. You're never going to get that patch. Um, never going to get it. Never going <laughs> to get it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, maybe I'll end on this. So, like, since Jedberg doesn't exist anymore, I can kind of reveal, like, the shit that they kind of do. And maybe someone else has. Um, but anyways, during Jedberg, Jedberg stands for the 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 very early, I guess, World War II Jedbergs who would infiltrate uh, – so not Soviet uh, – who had, who had infiltrated um, France – to train up the French resistance against um, Hitler and the regime, and I could be totally butchering this, but they it was most it wasn't most it was mostly it was a Allied mission effort. So Jedberg's you know had U.S. troops and it was basically an Allied effort, and so they went in and um, uh, taught the French resistance how to resist and, and do all these tactics. So it was a lot of like. Not spy tactics. Well, yeah, a lot of spy tactics. So Jedberg was all about that. Espy, espionage, trying to, you know, learning how basic concepts of field craft, field survival, and, you know, resisting torture and stuff like that. So uh, one of the, the way it was modeled like the first half of the day was class time. So everybody would learn field craft, how to start fires, how to avoid this, how to communicate in the dark without any uh means of uh you know communication like you know whether you're clicking or you're you know using flash thunder kind of thing call and response Mm -hmm. and then we at the night evolution was the actual uh train not train up but like the the evolution of like now we use those skills into place Uh so the cadre would be the op four they would be like the 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 bad guys trying to find you and so I remember our team, um, we would be on the road. We had we had to hit point A, point B, point C. We had all the our checkpoints we had to hit. Mm-hmm. And so we were on the road and there was a car and we knew that Cadre would be um, – the Cadre would be roaming the streets. And so every now and then when we see headlights coming around a corner, we were like, duck, duck, duck. And I remember with, with – uh, Duck, duck, goose. No, with uh, – with Daytona, I was near Daytona, and 
I remember he was like, get off this side of the road. So I was on, on the left side of the road with Daytona and the right side was Amanda and Zach and I forget who else. Forgive me. I think it was Pete and someone else. Yeah. And so I literally, me and Daytona jumped off to the side. I, did, I thought there was like road and little did I know it was like kind of like hilly. Like it was almost like a drop off. So me and him were like, oh, fuck, we almost fell. We're like, oh, shit. And then so they didn't yeah. see us. Yeah, we were like literally almost off. But um, but I remember we had to make contact with somebody on top of a hill, and um, I think uh, Amanda was TL at the time, and she was like, "Arwen, go check it out." I was like, "Well, I gotta take somebody," so I took two people to go check it out before we actually all went there. And I would was doing the call and response, mm-hmm. but no one was responding. Interesting. And I was like, "Something's fishy here." Like seriously, something's fishy here. Like. We, I came back, reported to Amanda. I was like, hey, they're not responding. I was like, well, we got to drop this thing off or whatever. I was like, I'll go back. She's like, go back. So I go back and I call her and respond, try to call. No response. And we see some other stuff, other people dropped off. I'm like, should we drop it off? So we, we ended up dropping off, not the, at the exact point. So we got to fail. I think we failed on that. But lo and behold, later did we find out it was a trap. It was an ambush set by the cadre that if we went up there, they would shoot. They were shooting us with like paintball guns and stuff like that. So uh, everybody got hit except our team and another team, the other team that ditched their stuff. But yeah, that was the cool thing. We avoided that, and I was like, yeah, just because I had a funny feeling. I was like, I was like, it's too dark here. No one's, you know, like why would they meet trying to meet up here? Anyways, but yeah. Uh, that's a small tidbit of Jedberg. Maybe I'll show, share more, but I like to hold that cool secret. Very, very secretive. Yeah, it was. It's, I can't it's, tell you. I can't tell you. <laughs> but anyways, we're at babe. We're at an hour and thirty six minutes. I think we should wrap it up here. All right, we're gonna wrap this one up. Yeah, it's a you little guys, long. So if you plenty of go stories, stories for sure, and I'm sure we'll have some grts on the show soon and. Yeah. There will be plenty more. So thank you again for listening to this very long podcast, our longest podcast yet. Hey, if you made it this far. I appreciate it. Um, remember to hit that subscribe button wherever you enjoy podcasts on Overcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. I believe we're also on Google. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening to Fight to Finish podcast. See you guys next time, guys. <laughs>